from digitiki.com. He found it! Yeah, in the sand. He found the Eye of the Idol. Anybody who finds this between now and sundown has three wishes for anything he wants. If it were true, I wish for a gallon of ice cream. It's ridiculous. It's true. It's chocolate. Welcome to the Quiet Village. Welcome back for another visit here at the Quiet Village. I am your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from digitiki.com in the heart of the Quiet Village. Well, a great deal of things have been happening in the village lately. Last episode, I announced the release of a new exotic album by the band from Florida called The Stolen Idols. This episode, I have Drew, the leader of the band, via satellite, who will be joining us later to talk about his new album, Moonlight Offerings by the Stolen Idols. Of course, there's also the release of Alika Lyman's homage to his great uncle, Arthur Lyman. I'm talking about the album Lays of Jazz, Volume 2, which has been getting uh, quite a warm reception, and I'm proud of that, and I am biased because I'm on that album. Uh, I have just found that a classic Exotica record, and a good one at that, has just been digitally reissued. Uh, And I have a very big announcement about the impending release of music from an Exotica icon that has, to date, not had any music released digitally. I'm, of course, talking about Gene Rains. But last but not least... I would uh, like to let you know of a big announcement here at on the island. The island has just expanded by one. Yes, my second child debuted April 14th of this year, 2014. His name is Lucas, and needless to say, uh, we're all happy, uh, but seriously lacking sleep. The uh, cool thing about it, though, is now I can honestly say, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, very exciting stuff. But um, so I'm going to actually dedicate this first song because we have a bit of a tradition going on where every time there's a baby announcement, there's some kind of uh, a song dedicated to the new child. So I did it to my daughter and I did it for the Johns family and I did it for um, Kirby when his his uh, son was born. So here we go. This one I'm going to dedicate to my son, Lucas right here on The Quiet Village.
Okay, kicking off that set, we heard a tribute to my son, Lucas, with John Lennon's Beautiful Boy. After that, Okovango, I hope I said that right, which is a tune by the Stolen Idols from their newest album, Moonlight Offerings. And uh, Drew will be in the Quiet Village shortly to talk about that new album. After that, in the middle of the set, we heard Black's Hand by another brand new band, Ixtawele, which is, I believe they're from Sweden or uh, Norway or one of those very cold places. But they are doing some very hot exotica, and that was their newest album, Pagan Rites, with a track called Black Sand. And that last track was called Pool of Love, and it was from an album called Exotica by an artist by the name of Ted Auletta. And if that doesn't sound familiar, you probably, if you're a record collector, you've probably seen that record. It's a very cool record. It's one of those, um, I think it was 35 millimeter records where I think they recorded everything on 35 millimeter uh, film, uh, magnetic film. I, I, I don't get it. I, I think it's probably a gimmick. But anyway, that that album is actually a really good album and has not been available digitally until just recently. It has been released digitally. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on iTunes. And of course, you can find it on a whole bunch of other legitimate download sites. Now, here is the one caveat. In this instance... It is the mono version of the album, and it, it did come out in stereo. So, you know, it, it's mono. The audio quality is pretty good. So, again, as I always preach it, if you like it, buy it, because people buying this stuff is exactly why this stuff is starting to see the light of day. Uh, record labels are not spending the money to put this out and deal with the uh, the copyrights and and. Uh, all of the legalities if it weren't selling so if you're if you like it buy it this is um the only one that's available digitally so gotta say it if you like it buy it ted auletta the album is exotica it's a very very good album it's not a it's not a lounge album masquerading as exotica or an or a latin album you know, that's all Latin with an exotic name. It's it's real exotica. So go ahead and check that out. Actually, I'll have a link up at digitiki.com where you can get it, and it'll also be in the Beachcombers Corner for you collectors out there. If you want to purchase through the Beachcombers Corner at Amazon, I will get a couple of uh, pennies from that. Now I want to tell you about a very, very exciting Release. I'm going to spend a few minutes gabbing here. So I'm going to talk about a very exciting release. I am talking about an artist that has not had any digital release yet. Now, there's quite a few of those, of course, but I'm talking about one of my personal favorites, and I know a lot of yours out there listening. It's Gene Rains. And believe it or not, Gene Rains is about to see an official release and I'm not kidding this is going to be a big release this is from the real gone music label and I also have to say I you know hang my little hat on this I actually uh, helped with the production of this so I had something to do with it so I'm even more excited uh, the Gene Rains album that's coming out is a compilation. It's not all of his albums, but it is a compilation, and it is a very good compilation. If you go to Amazon right now and do a search for Gene Rains, you'll see 
the album. It's called Far Away Lands, the exotic music of Gene Rains. And uh, if I do say so myself, I got to name that. Thank you very much. Um, the folks at Real Gone have been real nice, and they have done an excellent job, and they are real devotees of Exotica as well as of this podcast. So they wanted to do this music justice, and I believe they have. There are 15 tracks all together. Uh, they are... Um, they, they drew from all three of the Gene Rains albums, from Lotus Land, Far Across the Sea, and Rains in the Tropics. And there is a fourth album, but for those of you who may not realize it, there's one called Call of the Tropics, but it is a compilation of tracks from those three. So Gene Rains really only put out three albums. They have drawn 15 tracks. Actually, I want to say they've actually drawn 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 tracks altogether because track number one is a huge piece of one side of the Lotus Land LP, which was all strung together as one big track. It was, it was, you know, they were all strung together. So they actually did track number one is uh, five tracks from Lotus Land, all strung together in, in their original presentation. So you get one heck of a full CD on this one. It is due to come out in late July. And of course, I'm going to have links up here for you to be able to get it through digitiki.com on Amazon. The CD also features beautiful photography of another very good friend of mine, Medusrina, the Marina, the fire-eating mermaid. She did a, a wonderful cover, and of course, the entire cover layout was all done by another good friend of mine named Tom Klein, who ha has actually been on this episode a couple times when I've done a, a live episode. He's requested songs live, and uh, it's going to be really great. Now, I, I, I can't stress it enough. If you like it, buy it. I'm really excited. I'm going to buy like 10 copies of it myself. I'm really, really excited. I probably get a free one for helping with the production, but I'm going to buy some too. Uh, so please be sure and get it. And if you go to Amazon and you look at the, the, um, the information about the release, I'm actually mentioned, and so is the podcast. So uh, mahalo to Real Gone Music. So let's play a track from Gene Rains, one of my personal favorites. I probably played this way too many times, but I just absolutely love this particular track. It is, uh, it's actually a track from a movie. Here's Gene Rains' group with Love Theme from the World of Susie Wong, right here on The Quiet Village. <laughs>
That was a tune called Flamingo by the Gene Rains group. And before that, another Gene Rains tune, the theme from the world of Susie Wong, both of which are part of the upcoming wonderful compilation called Faraway Lands, the Exotic Music of Gene Rains from Real Gone Music. It's a wonderful compilation, and it's got a lot of tracks from all three of Gene Rains' albums. Uh, he actually had a fourth album, but it's a compilation LP, so he really only had three albums. And uh, the folks at Real Gone Music have done an excellent job. Uh, the booklet, it's got an extensive booklet with um, reprints of the front and back covers of the albums, as well as a wonderful write-up about Gene Rains um, and his music. So do check that out. All right, at the top of this show and part of last episode, I played a tune from a band called The Stolen Idols and their new album, Moonlight Offerings. And I have the leader of the band, Drew Farmer, with me in the Quiet Village via satellite. I am here with Drew Farmer of The Stolen Idols. And uh, what a great band. Welcome to the Quiet Village, Drew. Uh, thank you for having me and thanks for the kind words. I, 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 and I mean it too. I really love your album. It's, um, in, in fact, believe it or not, I was, I was on your website the other day and I think, uh, there was a quote that someone said where you were, you're right on the line between kitchen or where kitchen cool meet, I think. <laughs> and I thought that was just a cool, um, that's an apt description because the music is just very, very cool, but it's got that real retro vibe. So, um, first off, I just want to let everybody know it's the Stolen Idols, and the the album title is Moonlight Offerings. And uh, we are here with Drew Farmer. You're the leader of the band, right? Yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the writer and arranger, and I also play piano. So I pretty much got it together and instigated the whole thing. Yeah, good for you. Um, so now tell me a little bit about the genesis of the band. You guys started back in, was it 08 or 09? Yeah, we, we started in 2008 and, um, I, I had gone through a period where I, I wasn't really, uh, too active, um, musically. I, I've pretty much always played music, but, uh, never really earned a living at it. 
Um, and I, I'd Y'all gone for the club, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Like many of us, I'd, I'd gone through a few years where, um, I just really wasn't too happy with, um, what I'd been doing. And, um, and my, my wife and I had moved back to Florida. I I'd lived here for a good chunk of my life when I was a kid, uh, up through my early twenties. And then I left for the Northeast and I never thought I would come back. And um, my wife and I moved back here in the early 2000s, and uh, there, was a, there was just something about being in a tropical environment again, uh, where, you know, you know you're, you're surrounded by all of this bamboo and palm trees and everything. And uh, I, I would go to flea markets and thrift stores and find tiki mugs. And uh, I remember, like, that first summer, all I wanted to do was drink rum cocktails <laughs> and, and and listen to like <clears throat> old school Afro Cuban jazz and exotica, and I I started to think to myself, you know, Fl- Florida in the post war years was kind of marketed as you know kind of like the Hawaii of the East Coast. There was mm-hmm. definitely that whole you know kind of vacation getaway paradise kind of thing um, that that kind of feeds into that whole exotica vibe, and I. I thought to myself, you know, there really should be a band around here doing something like this. And I, I kept waiting for one to show up. And, um, of course, none did. So then I thought that I, it, 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 the responsibility fell on me. So, so uh, that's how Stolen Idols was created. When, when the band first got together, it was, uh, it was a Craigslist miracle. I didn't think that... Uh, that that could happen, but the um, the initial lineup of the group was put together through a Craigslist ad, and um, that that ended up being the uh, the the core lineup for the first couple of years, um, and it's and then just um, by chance it's actually become most of the core lineup that I have now. So, um, and to find a vibraphone player in Tampa, Florida is. You know, I, I hit gold when I found Kent, who's our, our vibes player. I used to I used to think that the vibes were kind of like um, before the guitar took over. Um, I thought the vibes were kind of like the quintessential 20th century instrument, because if you think about like Picasso and the whole kind of modern primitivism kind of thing, so the the vibes are like a, a mallet instrument, which is, of course, that, that kind of, you know, it's kind of like an ancient thing. Um, and then the fact that they're metal and there's a motor kind of brings it into the 20th century. So I always thought the vibes really kind of echoed that whole sort of modern primitivism of, of uh, Picasso and that sort of thing. So in a lot of ways, it was, um, t- to me, the quintessential 20th century instrument, but then rock and roll kind of screwed that up. So there goes that theory. <laughs> so I I want to geek out just a little bit technically on the album. The one thing that I really loved was the room sound you got. It it sounds like the old records where everybody was in a room and they just recorded the the album together in a room. Is is that what you did? 
That's exactly what we did, and that's exactly what I was going for. I didn't want any carpeting. I didn't want headphones. I wanted it to be like those records, um, and we're fortunate to have um We have a great community radio station in Tampa, WMNF 88.5, and they have a great uh, live music recording studio. It's an eight-track digital studio with a grand piano in it. Um, and their engineer, Mark Perfetti, who engineered the record, um, is just, he's one of these guys that just works so fast. We probably recorded the album in the uh, space of time that rock bands take to mic the drum kit. So it was like, uh, it was just, the whole thing was just, he just gets the mics up, he gets the levels, and it's like, go for it. So it, it literally was uh, six people in one room, and uh, we managed to hear the, the bass and the piano and the vibes above uh, all of the percussions. So, um, so yeah, so it, it's a very live, live sound. There's some quirks with that, but um, I'd rather have a good natural sounding recording with some quirks in it than just a perfect thing that, that uh, doesn't have that live sound. So. The, the sound itself, you know, the, the room sound, and it, it just it sounds very organic, which is nice. Well, thank you. That's that's really what we were going for. And you guys, um, you guys have uh, how many originals are on the tune? I mean, are on the are on the CD? There's uh, there's 13 tunes altogether, and 11, 11 of them are written by me, and then mm-hmm. there are four covers which I arranged. So I. I pretty much arranged the whole album, and then uh, on the tunes that I didn't write, I arranged those also. Very nice. Uh, Moonlight in Vermont, that's an oldie, but you really made it sound very um, Asian with the marimba. Yes, and my inspiration for that, um, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but um, I had known Moonlight in Vermont for decades, and then one day I figured out that the lyrics of the stanzas are written in haiku form. Oh. Pennies in a stream, falling leaves, a sycamore, moonlight in Vermont, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. And I was like, I can't believe I've known this tune, you know, basically since I was a kid. Denny would often have at least one track on the album that had this kind of faux Japanese sound. So I figured, well, that's perfect. That's kind of what I'm going to go for here. You nailed it. I love that arrangement. Thank you. And Okay, Revenge of the Pink Piranha. (laughs) Tell me about that one. I love the title and I love that song. It it reminds me of, of an exotic Pink Panther. Is that what you were kind of going for? Um, I wasn't specifically thinking of Pink Panther, despite the the title, but I was definitely thinking of like a um, 
kind of a witty Henry Mancini main title sort of song. Henry Mancini's just one of my idols, uh, no pun intended, and uh, <laughs> one one of my stolen idols. And uh, so I was I was really kind of um, kind of going for that. So it so it is uh, it is sort of an homage to Henry Mancini. Well, let's let's actually let's actually break and do a listen for that. So. Here is Revenge of the Pink Piranha. I love that title. With um, I'm here with Drew Farmer in the Quiet Village via satellite, I guess. And uh, this is from their newest album, Moonlight Offerings.
Okay, now I want to talk really quick about the the cover. The other that's another thing I really love about this album. That cover is gorgeous. Who did yes. the cover for you? The cover is by um, a, a very well known artist in tiki circles uh, named Robert Jimenez, and he's in South Florida. And um, uh, when when I was thinking about art for for the albums, he was one of the people that I checked out and I loved his work especially and then when I saw this image um, I thought it was perfect and what's interesting is the um, the painting that the cover is taken from is called Moonlight Offering singular one Moonlight Offering and oh. um, so I thought I thought how perfect just add an S to that Moonlight Offerings you know as though the songs are the offerings and um and so it went from there. So he, he took the, um, the image, the, the original artwork, uh, which you can find on his website, mm-hmm. tiki-tower.com. And um, I, I looked far and wide for the font that Moonlight Offerings is in, and uh, finally, finally I found it. So uh, we were able mm-hmm. to nail it exactly the way I, I'd envisioned it. So, yeah, he did, a, he did a great job. And he does all kinds of things. He does... Um, he does not only tiki stuff, but he also does just like a, a lot of mid-century superhero-inspired things and uh, kind of Mars Attacks-inspired things, monsters. So if you're into that whole um, that whole kind of kind of post-war commercial art thing, I think you'd find uh, a lot to like in his work. Robert Jimenez. I will definitely check him out. That's very cool. It's. Uh... I saw that cover and I just thought, oh, that's that's nice because it really sets the mood for the for the tunes as well. You got a nice collection of what I what I would say is Latin exotica jazz. It's kind of you you're kind of melding those three together, which is really nice. Which is basically what Exotica originally did in the first place. Yeah, a lot of the classic exotica, I, I would say, um, was based on a lot of Latin rhythms. Certainly a lot of Les Baxter and Martin Denny stuff uh, was. And and then when you get further into Afro-Cuban jazz, there's certainly a lot of um, overlaps. Uh, there, there's um, Chico O'Farrell pieces that almost sound like exotica. Um, there's, you know, there's Cal Jader tunes that if you, if you put you know, bird calls on them would, would almost be exotica tunes. And then, and then I believe in that whole idea of, uh, writing and arranging around your, your band members interests and strengths. And so, um, our, our percussionists were very much into, into, into Latin rhythms. And so that kind of made me probably push it a, a little more into that direction. So, um, you know, I, I was definitely, you know, I continue to be sort of inspired by, you know, the guys in the in the group and what their strengths are and what their interests are. Now, you, your instrumentation for the group is is piano, bass, vibes, and two percussionists or drums and percussion. What is it? Um, it, it? It varies. On the on the record, we had uh, for most of the tunes, we had a drum kit and then congas and bongos and then a percussionist. Um, live, we either play as a four-piece with um, a, a drummer who kind of has a modified kit that includes congas and Latin percussion and a kit. Mm-hmm. And then um, when it's with uh, with uh, two percussionists, 
we have um, uh, Jeff plays uh, bongos and congas, and then Ivan plays a Latin kit with him. So, so understand you guys are coming up. You've got you're going to be playing at Ohana by the lake. It's Ohana by the lake, isn't it? That's yes, what it's yes, yes. In um, that, in New York, right? Yes, Lake Lake George, New York. Um, uh, and apparently, it's a it's a town with a lot of mid century motels and. Uh, it takes place in a in a tiki themed motel. I haven't been there yet, but this will be my first time. And uh, we're going to be playing um, the the stolen idols. It's going to be uh, myself and Kent, our vibes player, along with two musicians from the Kahiki Serenaders, who are also playing. And um, their uh, bassist and percussionist were so kind as to uh, to volunteer their services. So. So really looking forward to that. First time we've ever played outside of Florida. So. so being in Florida, do you guys perform at the Maikai very much? The only times we've performed at the Maikai thus far have been when we played Hookie Lao. And so we're hoping uh-huh. to do Hookie Lao again at some point, or if not, um, uh, you know, certainly get down to the Maikai. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's amazing. I remember the first... The first uh, year we played there, I was just in such utter disbelief, and uh, I was just thinking, "This is as close to Martin Denny as I will ever be." Like playing here at the Maikai at this moment, so it's uh, it's kind of untoppable. It 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 it's breathtaking when you walk into that place. Exactly, exactly. So I moved to I moved to Florida um, with my family in the mid seventies um, from New Jersey, and at the time in. Um, uh, and we were living in Clearwater, which is near Tampa, and in Indian Rocks Beach, which is also near Clearwater. There was a place that you've probably heard of called Tiki Gardens, yeah. and it was, um, yeah, it was it was the closest thing to like a, a tiki theme park that you could imagine. They had restaurant uh, restaurants, entertainment. They had this giant Easter Island head that they would do this torch lighting ceremony at sundown, where his eyes would glow and they would light the torch and they had all kinds of birds and monkeys and, and plants and everything. And I remember that as a kid. And then, um, in the, in the, I guess in the early nineties, when I really started to get back into the tiki stuff, uh, and I guess, you know, the, the revival really started to happen right around that time when, when combustible hit big in the early nineties. And I remember asking if Tiki Gardens was around and they had told me it had just closed. And I remember thinking, you know, isn't that so typical? Something will just hang on and on, and then it finally dies, like, right before the revival. And I, I have no idea what happened to that. But I bring that up because um, the Maikai in Fort Lauderdale, you know, with the gardens outside and all the rooms and the, the gift shop, that's about as close as you're really going to find uh, to what Tiki Gardens was. And it's, you know... It's pretty close in that regard, and you know, better in in some regards too. So yeah, I I wish I could have seen it. I've I've heard about it. I've seen the postcards from it, and I've there's ViewMaster reels. Are there? I didn't know that. Yeah, they 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 go for a lot, but if you uh, <laughs> if you keep your eye on eBay, they they do pop up from oh, time to time. Oh my goodness, I still have so, a ViewMaster. <laughs> There's a there's an album too, but the the album really is not very good except for uh, you know it falls into the category of a cruise ship album, and I realize some cruise ship albums are better than others, but really worth really worth having for the cover. So yeah, so, uh, 
<laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I've seen the record. I've seen the cover of the record, but I have never seen it for sale anywhere. And I imagine it's probably worth a lot of money just because of what it was, right? Well, yeah, and be, you know, because it's regional. So then if somebody is obsessed with Tiki and, you know, they're living in Oregon or something, you know, they'll, they'll probably end up paying a lot of money for it. So... So I'd like to thank you, Drew Farmer, for joining me uh, via satellite here in the quiet village. Um, let's close with a track. Let's let you pick a track off the album. I know it's hard to tell somebody what's their favorite baby in the family, So, uh, but I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really like them all. And let me just say before, uh, before we do that, if anybody's looking for the album... Um, you can find it online. It's available at cdbaby.com. Um, it's also at Dionysus Records, and uh, Dusty Groove has it. And um, right now it's only on Amazon as an MP3 download, but I believe it's going to be available. Physical copies uh, will be there soon. And um, why don't we go out with, um, I think, one of my favorites on the album, Monkey Mayhem. Good track. Okay. Well, Drew, it was great talking to you again. <laughs> and um, Great talking to you, Mark. I, Thank I, you so much. You're quite welcome, and I hope to, uh, hope to run into you face-to-face again soon. And um, until next time, aloha. Aloha and mahalo. Well, thank you to Drew Farmer from the Stolen Idols, and I am going to leave you with a track by the Stolen Idols. I really love their new album, Moonlight Offerings. But, as usual, my Mai Tai is empty. Oop, there went my coaster. <laughs> my Mai Tai is empty, which means we've come to the end of another visit here at the Quiet Village. I want to remind you, as always, that you can go to the Quiet Village at any time by simply going to digitiki.com and clicking on the podcast button where you can get a complete rundown of all the tracks on this and past episodes as well as links to bands and different things from the episode. You can also listen to The Quiet Village at any time, 24-7 on your iPhone, Android, or PC or Mac by going to digitiki.com and clicking on The Quiet Village Radio button and you can listen to Quiet Village Radio 24-7. So now I'm going to leave you with a wonderful track here. This is the Stolen Idols with Monkey Mayhem. Until next time, everyone, aloha. Aloha.